You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Wanderers. We are on the verge of 10,000 total downloads for this podcast. Thank you for joining me on this journey through J.R.R. Tolkien's Masterful Tales, and I look forward to wandering with you for the next 10,000 downloads and beyond. Today, the oldest kingdom of elves in Middle-earth will fall, but not by orcs, balrogs, or dragons. No, the fall of Doriath is much more tragic. Brought about by a king's pride, dwarven lust of beautiful creations, and the doom-filled oath of Feanor's sons, Doriath will crumble. In this episode, I will analyze the chapter called Of the Rune of Doriath in a book called The Silmarillion, written by J.R.R. Tolkien and published after his death by Ballantine Books. A link to purchase The Silmarillion is in the show notes. Welcome! In the Lord of the Rings podcast, we wander the world of J.R.R. Tolkien by exploring the foundational epic stories from the deep past of Middle-earth. If you enjoyed Tolkien's books, or maybe Peter Jackson's movies, or perhaps you're excited for Amazon Studios' new series, The Rings of Power, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle-earth, then listen and subscribe. Bagovanian, fellow wanderers. Today's episode date is June 9. On this day in Middle-earth, in the year 2941 of the Third Age, Bilbo and the dwarves are, quote, feeling the pressures of long adventures as they head east. In the year 2942, Bilbo and Gandalf are returning from their adventure in the east, and Bilbo is remembering all the events along the road from the previous year. This is adapted from the Today in Middle-earth history calendar on the OneRing.net. Let's check the map. These map checks are modeled after the beautiful maps that accompany the Lord of the Rings books, and I hope give you the context for today's story. If none of this makes sense, please listen to a few previous episodes and catch back up. It is the first age of Middle-earth. Morgoth, the Dark Lord, has stolen the Silmarils of Feanor, which contain the last remnant of the light from the two trees of Valinor. Morgoth has also accomplished a great victory against the elves in achieving the fall of Nargothrond by the dragon Glaurung. However, Glaurung was killed by Turin. Morgoth holds Turin's father Hurin captive, and hopes to learn from him the location of the hidden city Gondolin. Gondolin is one of the last major strongholds that the elves hold against Morgoth, the other being the Kingdom of Doriath. Let's take a brief look at the history of Doriath. The Kingdom of Doriath was founded by Elwë. Elwë was one of three ambassadors that journeyed to Valinor, met with the Valar, and witnessed the light of the two trees, before coming back to the Land of the Elves' Awakening and convincing them to journey to Valinor. He was also the chief leader of the third host of the elves to travel to Valinor. However, on the way there, he encountered Malion, a Maiar, and fell in love with her. They married and together founded Doriath, and Elwë changed his name to Thingol. Because he and his people never traveled all the way to Valinor, they are known as the Sindar. For their capital, they partnered with the dwarves to carve out Menegroth, or the Thousand Caves. Malion used her power as a Maiar to create the Girdle of Malion, which is a sort of magical shield that kept out evil and other trespassers. They enjoyed great posterity in Doriath, being the chief elven settlement in Beleriand, 
until the return of Morgoth and the Noldor elves led by Feanor, his sons and others. Between Thingol and the sons of Feanor was a great divide, due to the kinslaying of Alqualonde. However, Thingol permitted his kin of the Noldor to visit and dwell in Doriath, including Galadriel. Galadriel married Celeborn, a kinsman to Thingol, and received much wisdom and tutelage from Melian. Baron the Man came to Doriath and was given the impossible task to reclaim a Simril in his hand so that he could marry Thingol's daughter and only child, Luthien. Their son, Dior, is the heir of Thingol. In Doriath, Thingol had fostered Turin, son of Hurin, and later gave sanctuary to Hurin's wife, Morwen, and daughter, Nienor. Thus far, Melian and her protection of Doriath have staved off Morgoth, Sauron, Ungoliant, and other evils. But the fall of Doriath doesn't originate from evil without, but from an evil within, as we'll get to in a moment. Though Morgoth considered Doriath a great threat to his purposes, quote, In all ways Morgoth sought most to cast an evil light on those things that Thingol and Melian had done, for he hated them and feared them. Our tale today begins with Hurin, the valiant man, held in Morgoth's captivity. Morgoth had already ruined the lives of Hurin's children, and he surmised that yet more evil could be accomplished if he let Hurin go. So arraying him as a fine prince, and giving him a sword, staff, and honor guard, Morgoth released his Hurin after 28 years in captivity. Because of Morgoth's tricks, Hurin's own people wouldn't take him in, so he desired to return to the hidden city Gondolin if he could. Morgoth's spies marked his path. Hurin, unaware of the spies, stood at the entrance to the secret path to Gondolin, and cried aloud for Turgon's help. Thus was Morgoth able to discern the general area of the hidden elven stronghold. But Hurin, finding his cries unheeded, wandered south, coming to the place where the great dragon Glaurung had been burned. He knew what was written on the stone that marked his son's grave. Remember, he had been cursed to watch the tragic lives of his children unfold, but he discovered a woman, gray and old, kneeling next to the stone. She was Morwen, his wife, whom he had not seen in almost three decades. Morwen knows that her life is spent and will end that night. So they sit side by side, their hands clasped, until Morwen is still, and, quote, Hurin knows that she had died. He buries her near their son. His heart has turned to stone, and so his only desire now is to seek vengeance for the wrongs of his family, and he accuses, quote, in his anguish, all those who ever had dealings with them. His first task is to travel to the ruins of Nargothraun. There he slays the dwarf who had betrayed Turin to Morgoth's servants. Hurin enters further into, quote, that dreadful place, where the treasures of Valinor lay strewn upon the floors in darkness and decay, but ignores all of those to retrieve one treasure only, the Naglamir. As a reminder, the Naglamir was a great treasure. It was a necklace of silver made by the dwarves for Finrod, founder of Nargothrond and brother to Galadriel. This necklace was crafted by the dwarves of Nograd and Belagost, and was, quote, the most famed of all their works in the Elder Days. The Naglamir in hand, Hurin then travels to Doriath, where he is treated well. Coming before Thingol, Hurin casts the necklace at the foot of the king, saying, quote, Receive thou thy fee for thy fair keeping for my children and my wife. In an obvious intended insult, Hurin also adds this detail about the necklace, quote, Finrod thy kinsman left it behind him when he set forth with Beren son of Barahir to fulfill the errand of Thingol of Doriath. So let's pause and consider this scene for a moment, because we see here the masterful connection of all these tales, at least from Hurin's perspective. Thingol sent Beren on an impossible task, reclaim a Silmaril. By oath, Beren was helped by Finrod, lord of Nagrathraun. In that mission, Finrod fell to the wolves of Sauron. If Thingol had not sent Beren to reclaim a Silmaril, would Finrod have lived? Possibly. And if Finrod had lived, when Nagrathraun had fallen, Thanks to Turin's misguided decisions and the fires of the dragon Glaurung, is Thingol to blame for the fall of Finrod, Nargothrond, Turin, Nienor, and Morwen? 
by the fact that he sent Baron to reclaim a Silmaril? I can see arguments for or against that theory, but at least in Hudin's mind, it was so, and he treated Thingol with scorn. Thingol, however, is moved to pity. Melian speaks, revealing to Hudin the bewitchment that Morgoth has placed upon him, also saying, quote, With the voice of Morgoth, thou dost now upbraid thy friends. What happens next is an interesting juxtaposition of a scene we've seen before. For Hurin, he looks into Morin's eyes and sees with clarity the truth of all that has been done, and he repents of his scorn towards Thingol. But Hurin's experience is an inversion of his son's experience. When Turin looked into the eyes of Glaurung the dragon and saw all things twisted with evil, and Turin looked upon himself with hatred. Hurin picks up the Naglamir and respectfully places it in Thingol's hand. He turns and leaves Doriath. No one stops him, quote, nor did any know whither he went. So ended the mightiest of the warriors of mortal men. After Hurin departs, Thingol decides that the Naglamir should be remade, and that the Silmaril that Baron and Luthien reclaimed should be set in the necklace. The very thought of the Silmaril had consumed Thingol's heart, and he kept it with him at all times. You might even say that it had become precious to him. It happens that dwarves from their kingdom of Nograd were in Doriath, so Thingol asked them to set the Silmaril within the necklace. The dwarves looked on the master craftsmanship of their fathers and the great jewel of Feanor, quote, and they were filled with a great lust to possess them. But in good faith, they consented to Thingol's task. In time, quote, the greatest of the works of elves and dwarves were brought together and made one, and its beauty was very great. The gems of the Naglamir reflected the colorful light from the Silmaril. Thingol, being alone among the dwarves, attempts to clasp the necklace about his neck, but the dwarves challenge his right to lay claim to the necklace. But Thingol perceived their intent, quote, and in his wrath and pride, speaks scornfully to them, saying, quote, How do ye of the uncouth race dare to demand aught of me, Elu Thingol, lord of Beleriand, whose life began by the waters of Quivienen, years uncounted, ere the fathers of the stunted people awoke? Did you pick up on just the little hint of pride Thingol has in his immortality? But the lust and rage of the dwarves overwhelms them, and they slay Thingol, alone in the deep places of his kingdom. He, quote, alone of the forsaken elves, had seen the light of the trees of Alinor, and with his last sight gazed upon the Silmaril. The dwarves take the necklace and Silmaril and flee east towards their kingdom, but they were pursued by the elves of Doriath and put to death, and the Naglamir and Silmaril were reclaimed and returned to Malian. But two of the dwarves were able to escape and return to Nogrod, where they alleged that, quote, the dwarves were slain in Doriath by the command of the elven king, who thus would cheat them of their reward. In response, the dwarves tear their beards and march forth with a great army to seek vengeance on the elves of Doriath. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Doriath, quote, a heavy change had fallen. Melian sat in silence next to Thingol's body. Her thought wandered to the thousands of years before when they had first met under the light of the stars, but she knew now that, quote, the doom of Doriath was drawing nigh. Her power was withdrawn, 
and the girdle of Melian was no more, and, quote, Doriath lay open to its enemies. She tasks Mablung, the great elf lord who had helped Turin, to guard the Silmaril and send word to Baron and Luthien. Then she left Middle-earth and returned to the undying lands in the west, and sorrowed in the gardens of Lorien. That is the same place, I should also say, where dwelt a certain spirit, Aloran, who we know as Gandalf. The dwarf army came unhindered into Doriath, and in the confusion routed the elves. Quote, there befell a thing most grievous among the sorrowful deeds of the elder days, for there was a battle in the thousand caves, and many elves and dwarves were slain, and it has not been forgotten. Ablung was slain, and the Silmaril was taken. So fell the kingdom of Doriath, not by great evil forces or subtle intrigue, but by the pride and lust for treasure that was the thorn of both elves and dwarves. You can also see in this tale the disdain and scorn that elves and dwarves had for each other. What started as a sibling rivalry with a little pride erupted to war and bloodshed. Remember when the dwarves were made, they actually had life before the elves awoke in Middle-earth. So the dwarves disrupted the designs of the creator Iluvatar. Go back and listen to episode 2 for a refresher on that. But then you have both races claiming right to the greatest treasures that either race had made. The pride of the elves and the lies of the dwarves led to a great animosity between the races, though they had been steady allies before. It's no wonder then that Celeborn, a kinsman to Thingol and Lord Endoriath, would later set a law in Lothlorien that no dwarf should enter. In the Fellowship of the Ring, in the chapter called Lothlorien, Haldir the elf says, quote, A dwarf! That is not well. We have not had dealings with the dwarves since the dark days. They are not permitted in our land. I cannot allow him to pass. And the prideful squabbles are further shown when both Gimli and Legolas refuse to be blindfolded, and Aragorn tries to keep the peace between them. And Celeborn also seems to blame Gimli for Gandalf's death in the chapter called The Mirror of Galadriel. To further make the point, I want to share a line from a book called Unfinished Tales that Christopher Tolkien edited after his father's death. This book is a collection of, well, unfinished tales that Tolkien was tinkering with even in the last month of his life. One of the tales is called The History of Galadriel and Celeborn. Of Celeborn, Tolkien writes, quote, Celeborn had no liking for dwarves of any race, as he showed Gimli and Lothlorien, and never forgave them for their part in the destruction of Doriath. A link to purchase Unfinished Tales from Amazon is in the show notes for this episode. So you can see the enmity and tense relationship between the elves and dwarves, and I think that gives a little more depth to the rivalry between Legolas and Gimli, and how remarkable it would be for Legolas to say that he would die side by side with a friend. But the fall of Doriath isn't over yet. As mentioned, Dior, son of Baron and Luthien, is the heir of Doriath. He has married Nimloth, who was a kinswoman to Celeborn, and they have two sons, and a daughter named Elwing. When the messengers from Doriath arrived with the news of its fall, Baron and Dior gathered together many elves, and ambushed the dwarves as they returned from Doriath to their own kingdom. But they also had help from the Shepherds of the Trees. Yes, the Ents. So let's go way back to episode 2, when Aule created the Fathers of the Dwarves. His wife, Yavanna, was inspired to create a creature who could protect her beloved plant life, that creature being an Ent. So, deep in Gimli's past is a fear for the Ents, which explains his fear to enter Fangorn Forest to pursue Merry and Pippin. But back to the Battle of Doriath. Baron slays the Lord of Nogrod, and reclaims the Silmaril and Naglamir. The elves return to their homes, and Luthien wears the Naglamir for a time. But their son, Dior, gathers what elves he can to restore the kingdom of Doriath to its ancient glory, if he can. Sometime later, a messenger from Baron and Luthien arrives in Doriath with a package for Dior. Inside the package is the Naglamir and Silmaril, and thus Dior learned that Baron and Luthien had passed from mortal life. 
Dior wears the necklace, and, quote, he appeared as the fairest of all the children of the world, of threefold race, of the Adain, that is men, and of the Eldar, that is the elves, and of the Maiar of the Blessed Realm. So the liminal spaces of Baron and Luthien's tale continue, literally, in their descendants. But just like the end of the Return of the King movie, it's not over yet. Remember that oath that the sons of Feanor swore when they left Valinor hundreds of years before? That oath that said that they would pursue any creature who laid claim to a Silmaril and failed to relinquish it to them? Well, the seven sons come together and demand the Silmaril from Dior. Interesting that they wouldn't dare do it from Baron and Luthien. But Dior sends no reply. Then the sons of Feanor attack. Quote, so befell the second slaying of elf by elf. Three of Feanor's sons are slain, as is Dior. No one knows the fate of Dior's sons. Quote, Thus Doriath was destroyed, and never rose again. But the attack by Feanor's sons was in vain, for Elwing, daughter of Dior, bore the Silmaril and escaped to the sea. Where was Galadriel and Celeborn in all of this? After all, Celeborn was, quote, a prince in Doriath, how did they survive to do great deeds in the second and third ages of Middle-earth? In Unfinished Tales, we find an answer. Quote, it is a natural assumption that Celeborn and Galadriel were present at the ruin of Doriath, and perhaps aided the escape of Elwing with the Silmaril. So ends the kingdom of Doriath, greatest of the elven kingdoms in the first age of Middle-earth. We find in this tale the escalation of the rivalry between elves and dwarves to bloodshed, the dreadful implications of the oath of Feanor and his sons that led them to a second kinslaying, and the one reclaimed Silmaril escapes in the hand of the elf maiden Elwing. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.